nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the T-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Fret on America. your host, Don Q. Let's rock it. Let's go. All right, guys. How's everybody doing out there today? It is January 18th, 2024, Thursday, I should say, Thursday. So, how's everybody doing out there today? I hope everyone is doing well. I'm doing something new again. I'm recording this visually, so you can see this pretty uh, face. Now, I'm doing this because I want to. Now, I'm uh, starting a new Rumble channel. It's called (laughs) Don't Trade on America, right? So, I encourage you to please... Look up the Rumble page. Follow the show. I'm trying to figure out how to go live on that, but I am not the most tech-savvy individual. So I don't have executive producers and, and flunkies and all this stuff. It's just me. So just work with me. I can record a video, obviously, right? So, um, but I will try and... And figure out the Rumble whole thing and do a live stream. Okay, you know, maybe not every time, but occasionally. Um, and the biggest reason I want to do this is so I can show off the merch that you guys can go see. At, oh, oh, hold on. <clears throat> Ooh, that you can go uh, to the DTOM store and check out. So, guys, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please. If you could do me a favor, please make sure you're following the show and that you subscribe and then you share this with your friends. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, if you could give us a rating, that'd be great. And you'd be helping me out a lot. If you want to help me out monetarily, like I said, you can go to the Tom store. There's plenty of good stuff there. As you can see, my whiskey glass. I have t-shirts and all this other stuff. Um, and, and that's kind of part of the reason I want to do these videos is I want to be able to I guess pimp the merchandise and uh, to show you that it's not crap 
merchandise. All right, and if you are on social media, guys, you can follow us at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, True Social, and the Ticker Talker. Of course, <clears throat> the Ticker Talker is mainly for drink recipes. If you want to learn how to make some cool ass drinks, follow me there. And we are also on the uh, on the uh, Twitter X machine at dtom underscore seventeen seventy five. If you're not on social media, that's fine. You can check us out at don'ttreadonamerica.com. All right, so let's get into the mix here today, guys. We have a bunch of little things to talk about. First off, we are all going to die. I mean, that's all we can say. And they're all after us. Everyone's coming. All I can tell you is to be prepared. So, <clears throat> came uh, came across this uh, little story the other day. Uh, UN declares war on dangerous conspiracy theories. Who are theorists, I should say, who are threatening Agenda 2030. So, the United Nations has declared war on con conspiracy theories, describing the rise of conspiracy thinking as worrying and dangerous, while stating that conspiracy theorists about uh, Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum must be scrubbed from the internet, and the perpetrators behind the conspiracy must be silenced. So, the UN also warns that George Soros, the Rothschilds, and the State of Israel must not be linked to what the globalists refer to alleged conspiracies. This attack on free thinking is disturbing enough, but it's the consequences for those who break the globalist rules that expose them for the Nazis they really are. Now, I have, you know, I've been talking, been doing this show for three years now. Okay, I think the three-year anniversary was like last week sometime, the 10th or something like that. Uh, and, you know, I've been saying here, when Chris was on the show, we talked about how the WEF, the World Economic Forum, and the globalist elite are reanimated Nazis who have rebranded and regrouped and now are pursuing the same goals as the Third Reich now um, <clears throat> and committing the same crimes against humanity. Now, when we were being raised and we were taught world history and we talked about World War One and World War II, um, everything referred to the Nazis as, oh, they're killing the Jews, they're doing this and doing that. But maybe that was just the start and, you know, maybe Hitler went rogue and things happened and you can go back and listen to shows I've done on that whole situation. But Klaus Schwab, uh, Schwab, Schwab's father was a high-ranking Nazi official as were multiple members of the European Commission, President Ursula von der Leyen's family, and don't forget George Soros as a literal, literal, literal Nazi collaborator. Global elites are now so arrogant, they're not even trying to hide their tracks anymore. Klaus Schwab is on the record, on record boasting about infiltrating the Canadian government, and uh, he wasn't joking. This week, the WEF puppets in the Canadian Parliament took off their mask and gave a standing ovation to a confirmed Nazi shoulder, soldier. Now, this was a couple of weeks ago. Um, <clears throat> meanwhile, in the UK, the state has ordered the police to begin arresting citizens who get fact-checked on social media for the crime of spreading so-called conspiracy theories about globalist elites. Never mind the fact that the quote-unquote fact-checkers are mostly untrained and unqualified hacks performing so-called fact checks from the comfort of their bedrooms or their mom's basements in between posting far left political content on their personal blogs and you know smoking the devil's lettuce 
make no mistake, Klaus Schwab's order to world governments to accelerate Agenda 2030 and crack down on conspiracy theorists is being taken seriously in the WEF infiltrated countries. During the UN meeting in New York, Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez admitted Agenda 2030 is under threat because the people of the world are rejecting it in droves. In other words, we are winning. The uh, the NWO, the New World Order, is failing, and the global elites are panicked. And like I talked about this the other day, yesterday started the this year's series of WEF World Economic uh, Forum meetings, and they're going over these same things. Now, a lot of these things are happening in in your European countries and in Canada. But how much further before it comes here? We've heard the rhetoric from the White House and from the Biden administration about these same type things. Misinformation. You know, they... Pardon me. <laughs> they, they're, they're getting the social media platforms to try and take down these things. That's why I think when Elon Musk purchased Twitter, they lost their mind because that's one... Twitter's one of the largest social media platforms... So if they can't control that, you're going to have how many people are on Twitter uh, abusing or in their eyes abusing your free speech, you know, because it's free speech and you should be able to do what you want for the most part. Um, so and I think this goes hand in hand with what I talked about just the other day with the rollout of disease X and everything that's leading into that. And in this country where you have 20 states calling for the banning of a certain type of ammo, 556 to be specific, um, how much longer, it's just, it doesn't seem like one big thing, but it's a bunch of little things just coming and coming, and before you know it, they're going to be knocking on your door. People like me and shows, other shows that you listen to, are targets, okay? I might not have that big of a voice compared to other shows we're not doing bad we're starting out the new year right and that's a good thing of course with your help we can get better but i'm just as much of a target as you know say a sam tripoli or someone like that and a lot of times shows like this or in or, or shows that are bigger but or have a bigger following i should say um get laughed off you know we get talked about like oh god this whatever 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 but you got to wonder, I think, in my personal opinion, that they do this because um, to dismiss it. You know, just like they do everything else. They just try to dismiss whatever you're talking about by making a joke of it. And you're stupid and you're a conspiracy theorist. Oh, God, a crazy conspiracy theory, guys. Now, I've talked about this doing this show for three years now. How just the label of this show itself, just the, just, just the graphics... I think get the show shadow banned a lot. Um, now, mind you, I've said this time and time again. I, by no stretch of the imagination, am any type of professional broadcaster. You know, I've said this how many times? I'm just a dude with a full-time job and a part-time podcast. I am literally just like you guys listening to this and watching this. And I don't claim to be special. I just found an outlet to be able to talk about the things that are on my mind and uh, fortunately enough for you guys that listen to me, I, f I found you, you have found me. And um, 
I I personally believe there's there's plenty of other shows like this and that are even bigger and have a bigger following. And that's why I keep pushing that point about getting together. These bigger shows talk about, oh, the more voices that are out there, the better off we are, and they can't silence us all. Cool. That's fine. So that's why I make this call somewhat regular anymore for those bigger shows to find me. You know who I am. I know who you are. We've talked. We do some sort of correspondence on Twitter and, and email. I just need you to help. Give me a little more push. Give me a little more push. I think I bring enough stuff to the table. So, anyway, let's get on to some more crap Ola here. So, I've been thinking about this the last couple of days. What exactly is <laughs> is a MAGA uh, American or a MAGA, uh, a MAGA Republican, right? They, they the left talk about this and they say this in such a derogatory manner that it's almost like it's a bad word like MAGA is a bad word like they're saying the fucking Republicans you know instead of that they're saying the MAGA Republicans the MAGA Americans so you have Korean diversity hired the other day um, has has this to say about what uh, Joe poopy pants Biden says about one thing that people. the president does not do is insult insult voters uh, or American people so that's what she says. Now, this was a video of Joe Joseph R. McGillicuddy the day after the um, Iowa caucuses. And uh, this is what he had to say uh, about all of that. In 24 hours after Donald Trump won Iowa, our campaign raised more than $1.6 million from grassroots donors alone. Our campaign is nurses and teachers versus extreme MAGA Republicans. And we need you with us. So, our campaign is nurses and teachers versus MAGA Republicans. What does that mean? So, are you trying to tell me, Joseph, that there aren't teachers or nurses that might want to vote for Donald Trump? And even if you, and even if you take that away, why are you labeling people MAGA Republicans or MAGA Americans. What does MAGA stand for? Everybody, what does it stand for? Make America great again. Why is that such a bad word? What is what is the problem with I don't give a shit if you're a Democrat, Republican, independent. I, I don't really care. I don't care if you're voting for JFKJ, if you're voting for Trump, DeSantis, Haley, Biden. I don't I don't give a shit. Why does the the acronym MAGA, why does it have such a negative connotation? Like it's a bad word. Like MAGA stands for something racist or egregious. It's make America, this whole fucking place that we live in, great. Once more, bring it back. Let's do this. But they term it like it's a bad thing. I would assume that I would assume that someone like Biden or whoever else running for president would also want to make America great. Period. Not even just again, just just great. Period. But they deem it like it's a bad word, which makes me wonder if they don't want to make America great. I mean, he's pretty much proven that he's not trying to make it great. So. Nonetheless, so I want to get into this is going to be the crux of today's show. 
Now, I've been talking to you about this for a little while now, about the situation going on in Texas, not just at the border, but just in general. So actually in March of this year, the state in their primary, they will vote on whether or not to vote again on succeeding from the union. And I talked about this in the sense that could this be the beginning of a civil type war or a fight for um, Texas's independence? Okay. And, you know, some people don't really know what I'm talking about. Some, I mean, if you don't live in Texas and I don't live in Texas, I live in Florida, but you know, I read, so there's that. But there's a lot of people that aren't talking about this vote. A lot of people. I mean, I listen to a lot of different podcasts. And you, <laughs> with the actions that have happened in the last week in Texas, it it's eerily similar to, in my opinion, it's eerily similar to what happened in South Carolina back in, what, what was it, 1862 or whatever it was, that started the Civil War. So, not to go through all of this again, but basically, um, we we were taught that the Civil War had everything to do with slavery, and that was that. When the fa- the South fought the North because they wanted slaves, and North didn't think it was right. That's the basic story. If you ask the average person about the Civil War, that's what they're going to tell you, and that's not a hundred percent accurate. When in actuality, yes, the Union, the federal government wanted to end slavery and they wanted to and so they told the states we're abolishing slavery and you have to abide well the south the southern states were like no we don't want to do that because we need that labor to do crops and so on and so forth the north was for it because they didn't really use slave labor because they had factories and whatnot and most of that was being run by immigrants immigration from like uh, ireland and europe and whatnot so we have this this connotation that it was the North versus the South when that's not really how it was. It was really like the South versus the federal government. Okay. The 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 North versus South connotation of that whole situation was more because the federal government recruited um troops or you know personnel from the northern states whereas the south was the south and they recruited from the south so that's where you get the north versus south it really wasn't like that it was more the federal government versus the south because the south didn't want the government telling them what to do south carolina said no you're not going to impose your will on our rights as a state we have the right as a state to be able to do these things okay now i'm not saying that slavery was a good thing and so on and so forth it wasn't about that it was about the government saying you have to do this because we said so period and we caught a glimpse of this during covid because how many times did you see biden i'm gonna mandate uh vaccines i'm gonna mandate this i'm gonna mandate that and you had states like florida and certain states that yeah a lot of these states closed down they try to do the right things because of the optics we're going to do the 14 days or whatever was the slow to spread we're going to do those things But when it came to mandating vaccines and face masks and stuff like that, you had a lot of states say, no, we're not doing that. And a mandate isn't a law. Okay. And that's part of the situation with the whole thing I talked about with disease X, where the House resolution, uh, I think it was 3832, is trying to be passed because then they can. It will be a federal law. 
It's not a mandate. Now, granted, it hasn't passed, hasn't even come up for a vote. That's not the point. The point is, is they're thinking about it. So anyway, um, you have the situation going on at the border. Okay, so last week, uh, the Texas National Guard, or I think they actually refer to them as the Texas military, um, kicked the Border Patrol, the federal government, Border Patrols run by the federal government, uh, out of Texas. They said, you're no longer in charge of this border. We got it. And I think I don't know the exact date. I think it was last Wednesday or Thursday that this had happened. Well, then on Friday, there was a story that came out where there was a young mother and two children crossing the river from uh, Mexico to Texas, drowned and died. Now, not haha, I'm not laughing at the situation. God bless the people and their families and, and you know, whatever. But one could be, if I want to be a dick about it, and I can say, look, if they weren't trying to cross the river, they want to drown. Okay, number one. Number two, this happened on the Mexican side of the river. Okay, so there was a lot of bullshit lies that said that the Texas military wouldn't let the Border Patrol assist these people because of the drowning, when in actuality, the Border Patrol or the the uh, Texas military had no idea what was going on until after the fact when the Mexican government told them about it. So then this popped up yesterday. Border showdown. Texas must give feds access by January 18th or else, Biden administration says. This is from uh, Bill Malusian from uh, Fox News. Well, Sandra, the battle over this park intensified last week when Texas... I'm sorry, this is Matt Finn. ...put up additional razor wire and kicked out federal Border Patrol agents. Texas argues in part that it can just do a better job deterring migrants than the federal government here. There's more additional razor wire and fencing put up around this park. The dispute has now become more heated after Democratic Congressman Henry Cuellar tweeted a fiery allegation that Texas is to blame for the drowning death in this area of a migrant mother and two children on Friday, alleging Texas blocked Border Patrol from rescuing them. DHS released a statement backing that claim. Well, the Texas Military Department strongly denies the allegation, saying Mexican authorities handled the drownings. But the White House weighed in on the unconfirmed allegation, writing in part, On Friday night, a woman and two children drowned near Eagle Pass, and Texas blocked U.S. Border Patrol from attempting to provide emergency assistance. Well, in the newest court filing, the Department of Homeland Security confirms what the Texas military says actually happened. The drownings occurred at 8 p.m., and Mexican authorities handled the incident and didn't even alert the U.S. until one hour after the migrants died. DHS writing in the new filing, Mexican officials also informed Border Patrol that three migrants, one woman and two children, had drowned at approximately 8 p.m. in the same area. Now, aside from those three migrants that drowned, DHS claims it was also blocked from assisting in a rescue of two other migrants that lived in this area. The Biden administration has warned that it has uh, Texas has until tomorrow to allow federal agents back into this park. We'll be here throughout the day today and tomorrow, Sandra. We'll keep- okay, so my question is this. It is, as I'm recording right now, it is 3.45 on the 18th. So, you you see a lot of stuff on TikTok and Twitter about this. They have until today, This obviously this report was yesterday, 
to let the federal government back in or else. Well, I don't know where you guys come from, but where I come from, and I would assume where your uh, Texas brethren come from, when someone tells you you're going to do this or else, then it's time to break out one of these puppies, if you can see it over my head. And people don't take kind to those types of threats. Now, or else could mean anything. But when you... I don't care if you're from the South, if you're from the North, wherever you're from. If you're from certain neighborhoods in different states, if you're from the South... And someone tells you, you're going to do ABC or else. How do you take that? You take that as a threat. Now, mind you, Biden's not threatening the people of Texas. He's threatening the governor and the Texas military, essentially. But in a state like Texas, who by their own accounts, believes they should not be a state. They should be a republic. They, the people, are taking this as a threat. If you go to Twitter, if you go on TikTok, you'll see numerous videos and and posts and stuff that just the regular people of Texas are taking this as a threat from the federal government. So now what does that mean? Nothing. It doesn't know. To, and this is where I make the equation back to the Civil War of 1862, 1864, is it's a similar situation that happened in South Carolina, where the federal government says, you're going to stop slavery or else. And South Carolina said, or else what, motherfuckers? And then you had Georgia and Mississippi and Alabama and whoever else join in with the same adage like what what are you going to do what are you going to do about it thus starting the civil war at fort sumner in south carolina now will this happen will the federal government and troops march into texas and say we're coming uh i i don't think so just for the fact that i don't think biden has the balls to do that and but i think it's the the idea of the threat or else you you can't say that stuff i'm sorry you can't and 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 it goes back to to biden's whole rhetoric that he's had towards people like us where there's this state of texas or patriots or people of the second amendment or whatever where how many times have you heard him say you know, it's like you can buy a tank. It's like you can have a cannon. It's like you can do this. It's like you can fight an F-14. We can do this and we can do that. I mean, he's he's I, he's almost every time he, I shouldn't say every time, but a lot of the times he talks about conflict within this country amongst each other, not even each other like the citizens, but us versus them. He always takes it to the next level. What, are you going to start nuking your own citizens? You're going to go in there on an air raid in Texas? I mean, it sounds so far-fetched you don't want to believe it, but it has happened in the past. So to say it could never happen 
is is stupid on our behalf. You you say it could never happen because you can't believe that it would happen. Not that it wouldn't or that it couldn't. So I guess the bigger question is what's going on now. Also, you've seen yesterday and today on the news and whatnot how you'll have Democratic Congress people blaming the MAGA Republicans that we could fix this border problem if Congress would and Senate would just pass these bills that we have written up. Now, here's uh, Chuck Schumer earlier today. Have to do both. Or this was yesterday. People in the room who said, "Let's do border first. We said we have to do both together. We said we have to do both. There were a couple of people in the room who said, "Let's do border first. We said we have to do both." So. What is both? What is he talking about? We have to do border first, but we want to do both. Well, both is they, the Democrats, want to give another $61 billion to Ukraine. And MAGA Republicans are like, no, (laughs) we're not doing it. We need to fix our border before we worry about everyone else's. And the Democrats, and they say this, and this is what pisses me off about people in general. Because... You'll have these lawmakers come out and say, oh, Republicans don't want to fix the problem at the border because they don't want to vote on this resolution that's going to give Biden a win. It's not about that. You want to give Biden a win? That's fine. Vote on the border situation. Fuck Ukraine. I'm sorry. Fuck Ukraine. Who cares? They've gotten enough money. If they haven't figured it out by now, they need to surrender. Sorry. Sorry about your luck. Shit happens. And so you have these different lawmakers from different states. They'll make these claims and they'll be on Twitter and they'll go on CNN or MSNBC or whatever. And they'll say, Republicans don't want to fix the border. And then that's the headline. You know, uh, Democratic Congressman Bob Johnson says Republicans don't want to fix the border. Period. That's it. That's that's the whole headline. So then your average your average American who probably always votes for Bob Johnson because he's always on the ticket and you don't think nothing about it and you vote Democrats, I was like Bob Johnson, cool. So then your local news that Bob Johnson's in that district might be on the news saying these things. So you're watching the news at night and you're playing, you know, solitaire with Granny and Grandpa there and you're not paying attention, but you overhear Bob Johnson from District 10 of, uh, you know, Illinois, say that uh, the, Democrats, uh, the Republicans don't want to fix this problem at the border. They don't want to vote on anything. They don't want to give Biden. When you hear that stuff, and they're like, son of a bitch, he's fucking MAGA Republicans. Fucking people. Damn Trump. When in actuality, it's not about the border. It's because they don't want to sign a bill that has all this other bullshit in it. We want to fix the border, fix the border. Cool. Like I said, fuck uh, Ukraine. So this breaks today. Texas tough. Governor Abbott defies Biden's board border order. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. Biden's border order uh, starts arresting migrants in Eagle Pass. So the Biden administration gave Greg Abbott a deadline to open Shelby Park to the feds, and that deadline just blew right past. Abbott has refused to comply with the Biden administration order to stop blocking U.S. Border Patrol agents from the site in Eagle Pass. Abbott's troopers have started to arrest illegal immigrants. 
under the order, this is from Newsweek, under the order of Texas Governor Greg Abbott, state officials have been refusing to allow Customs and Border Patrol personnel to enter the park situated on the U.S.-Mexican border on January 12th. A woman and two children died, blah, blah, blah. We know about that on on uh, X, formerly Twitter. Depart, uh, Texas Department of uh, Public Safety spokesperson Chris Olivares posted two videos and two photos showing people allegedly migrating illegally being detained after a crossing into the border, into the U.S. Um, so there you go. Texas doesn't appear to be cracking down as it continue installing razor wire this morning and uh, quite a bit, quite a bit. So I guess the biggest question is, do, do you feel... I'm sorry. It's late, guys. I've been up since midnight. <laughs> do you feel that Texas has the right to do this? I personally do. I think every state has the right, if you're on a international border, okay? Now, I don't think that Georgia, for example, should be able to stop Floridians from crossing into Florida or, or vice versa. But like Florida, for example, being a mostly surrounded by water, we are essentially a border state, okay? Because people can float in. We have it all the time from Haiti and Cuba and wherever. Um, we should be allowed to defend our borders. I think Texas should be able to put up a wall, put up a fence. I think Arizona and New Mexico and California should be able to do the same thing. Of course, they won't because they're a bunch of cucks. But um, the interesting thing is this. So as you go on Twitter and whatnot... And you try and see both sides of the story. So you'll have, there's a ton of people saying, this is bullshit. This is egregious. They need to let the Texas, the, the Texas authorities need to let the uh, border patrol in and let them do their job. They're, <laughs> that's the problem. They're not doing their job, number one, guys. But anyway, so I started seeing all this stuff. Today, stop sending, this is just a random tweet from a person. I'm not going to say their name because I, this is just one I picked out. But, um... This person retweeted from another person, when do we stop sending federal money to Texas? And then he replied, today, stop sending federal money to Texas and we'll stop sending Texas money to the feds. It's a win-win. You guys do you and we'll do it. Well, that's the thing. Um, oddly enough, there's 10 states in this country that actually pay more federal tax to the federal government then they receive federal help from the federal government um, I don't have the list off the top of my head because I forgot to write it down but two of those ten states are Florida and Texas I think California is also one and uh I mean, it's not a red thing. It's not, oh, Florida, Texas are the best, and they don't, blah, blah, blah. There's other states. It's, see, what it is is you have states out there like Florida, like Texas, even like California, that actually have a GDP higher than a lot of countries out there because they actually make products. They make money, okay? Um, there's also plenty of states that are red that take more federal money than they pay now that would be in a situation of they don't have the the uh 
the, I want to say personnel, but that's not the word I'm looking for. They don't have the population. Okay. Florida's the, what, third most populous state in the country. So it's California, Texas, Florida. I think New York is four, which also does not receive more money than they pay. So it's not about a red or a blue thing, obviously. Of course, if you read different articles, you can be like, oh, there's, there's, I can't remember the number. It was like 12 states, 12 red states that receive more money from the government than they pay. Okay, but there's probably, so if there's 12 states, red states, there's probably another 15 that don't, you know. But anyway, that's not the point. My point being is this. You want to stop sending Texas federal money? Cool. Because they actually pay the federal government more than they receive. So if you, the federal government, were to say, well, fine, Texas, you want it like that? Fine. We're not going to we're not gonna send you any federal money anymore. Texas would be like, cool, we don't have to pay your fucking taxes then. That means that everybody in this state of Texas does not any longer have to fill out a federal tax return. And Texas doesn't have a state tax return, which means that the state of Texas is able to manage its money without taking money, more money out of their population's pocket. They are able to manage their budget through sales tax and those types of things versus a uh, state income tax. Hmm, crazy. Crazy how that works. Florida's the same way, by the way. But, so would the federal government do that? No, because it'd be like cutting your nose off to spite your face. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, we're, we're just going to stop giving them money. Uh, sir, by the way, uh, they give us over 40 uh, Forty billion dollars more than we give them. Uh, what? 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 <laughs> uh, never mind. <laughs> never mind what I just said. And then, and if, and the funny thing is, is like the state of Florida, uh, and there's other states also that has sent their some of their national guard to Texas to help with this border situation. What do you think happens? And this is what I was talking about like a couple of weeks ago when I talked about the American, what did I call it? The American Revolution, Civil Revolution, whatever I call it. It was a good show. 400 some on download so far. Um, which doesn't sound like a lot. I know it's not Joe Rogan numbers. I'm just a dude doing a show. I get 500 downloads on a show I did like a week and a half ago. That's pretty fucking good. Show I did the other day has already got almost 150. I like that. Anyway, um, what what do you think happens? If the federal government rolls into Texas, lock, stock, and barrel to, to demand the governor that he's got to do whatever, do you think the state of Florida or Alabama or Georgia or whoever else is sending help to Texas is going to be like, hey, dude, that's your fight. That's your fight. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not going to go like that because if it was their fight, we wouldn't have sent people to help anyway. This isn't like a natural disaster where a hurricane or a flood or something like that roll through and you send help. This is helping secure your borders. So if the federal government came in and said, you're going to do this, sorry, or else, what do you think is going to happen? That's just, I'm telling you guys, it's a scary time. Now you'll see if you're on Twi uh, Twi if you're on TwikTok, if you're on TikTok, You'll see a lot of people in Texas like, oh, yeah, it's a good time to be alive. And I get that. But once again, 
this also coincides with the story I brought you the other day with the whole banning of 5.56 ammunition. Wow. The most popular rifle in this country with the most popular round. We want to ban that round. We know we can't ban the gun. We're having too much trouble trying to ban the gun as much as we want to. But you don't have a right to the ammo. Okay, whatever. Well, if a war were to pop off in this country and you're a gun owner and you have an AR-15 that takes that ammo and the war's coming to you, what gun are you grabbing? Right? And they know this. They know that, (laughs) for lack of a better term, as much as we want to pretend that the government doesn't track and doesn't keep, doesn't, uh, you don't have to have a license or you don't have to, yeah, you don't have to have a license necessarily in a lot of states to have firearms. You don't have to register your firearms. You go to the gun shop, you fill out the form, you buy the gun, right? And that's assuming you went to the gun shop, like in Florida, for example, I can go to a gun show and buy a gun from Bob. And, uh, that's that. That's one of the loop show, uh, the gun show loopholes, blah, 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 whatever. But, so they have a rough idea about how many ARs people have. And they might even have a rough idea who has them. And it's not even about that. But they can say the people of Texas, in the state of Texas, there's um, how many people? 40 million people, I think, living in that state, give or take. And they could literally find the data and say that there's 35 million. I'm just throwing numbers out. But there's 35 million ARs in the state of Texas. That means almost everyone there has at least one of those guns. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, to be, and if they know that, and if the state of Florida's got 20-something million people and there's 18 million, so on and so forth, and they know those guns take a certain round, well, if you ban the round and then you want to go to war, then those people don't have rounds. That's why I'm telling you whether the, this is the way I put it, okay? And you guys know this. If you have guns and you shoot guns and you like guns and you're cool, um, you know that you cannot have enough ammo, period. Um, with that being said, go, go buy some ammo. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's relatively cheap. I mean, it's not super cheap, but it's cheap enough that you can, um, buy you know buy buy some i'm not going to tell you how much and i'm not going to tell you to um <laughs> tell you where to buy it i'm not going to give you a website i'm not going to do any of that stuff um you guys are smart enough if you own guns you know where to uh <clears throat> where to find that stuff and you need to go and get what you can because once again, you can't have enough, okay? If nothing happens, if you go out and you go to whatever website you buy your ammo from and you buy 1,000 rounds or you buy 2,000 rounds or you buy 500 today and 500 next week and 500 and 500 so you don't raise any red flags, whatever. (laughs) If nothing ever happens, fine. The ammo doesn't go bad, you can take it to the range. You can rock off a few rounds. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's going to go out of date. So better, better, what is it? Better to have it, not need it, than need it and not have it. So with that being said, guys, 
I would love to encourage you to uh, follow us on social media. Don't tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, the Ticker Talker, and True Social. And don't forget also our website, don'ttreadonamerica.com. And um, forgetting something. Oh, the Twitter X machine, DTOM underscore 1775. Guys, please, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please, please make sure that you share this with a friend and you're following the show. And if you're on Apple or Spotify, you guys, please make sure you give us a rating. And you guys have a fantastic day. And I will talk to you again on Sunday. Cheers.